Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Eh, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Yes, indeed. And good morning, Treasure Valley. We made it to Friday. It is April 8th. And uh, it is a special day as we have special guest number two, Wendy Rose from the Beardsmith uh, in to help co-host this morning. Thank you so much for getting up ridiculous early. It hurts, right? It's not so bad. There you go. That's the champ. <laughs> uh, welcome. Um, uh, Wendy and I go go back with probably eight, nine years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's almost, yeah, nine years, almost. And it's uh, it's almost a, a bizarre kind of circumstance because, uh, uh, you know, every time I see you, you're usually sh- chopping out my beard. Right. <laughs> uh, but we do that a lot for, for charity, and that's uh, kind of how we ended up getting hooked up. But, uh, you know, we had a, a common uh, friend. And, um, and Jeff, and yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, I'm super excited for you to be here because we've been doing stuff the last couple of years for charity together, and of course, uh, doing a, a little segment we call The Bearded Badass Oh man! on Mondays, and we're <laughs> going to do a special one this morning. I love today. it. Yeah, so, and we'll talk about being an entrepreneur, especially in this day and age, and uh, trying to uh, to do what you can to survive uh, with pandemics and economic issues and all those sort of things. It's not easy, and so uh, you do own a business, and uh, it's, a, it's a growing one as well, so. Yeah, survival is what I do best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll learn more about Wendy here as we go along. And uh, this morning, we got another chance for you to win tickets to uh, All That Remains, which is tonight at the Dating Factory. Also, X-Rock Double Dare, chance for you to win money. And uh, later this morning, Jen Adams from uh, the Lounge at the End of the Universe and Ed Hill, comedian who's going to be here this weekend uh, doing comedy shows that are coming in. So we'll talk to them about all that happening. And in the meantime, what we do here is also play some music. So we got some important stuff on the way in the meantime some stone temple pilots for you it's a big empty here on the x important stuff on the morning after with nick and big J. all right this joke is very familiar in idaho and it gets paraphrased uh, all the time don't like the weather just wait a few hours and boise set for some roller coaster weather this weekend it'll approach a record high temperature today before plummeting to freezing tomorrow morning. So uh, Sunday's temperature is going to come to a record low. The National Weather Service is forecasting a temperature of 78 degrees today, which it probably always gets a little hotter than that. So, you know, we're looking at maybe 80 degrees today, I think. Wow. Yeah. 
That'll be nice. And uh, but then uh, then a cold front is happening and it'll sweep through the region here. Saturday dropping temperatures into the low 30s. So what the heck? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sunday's high forecast is set at just 47 degrees. So that's quite the swing. And we were talking here about the milk rain that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a phenomenon, you know. Milk I, rain. Yeah, I, I mean, you said it happens once a year, mm-hmm. and I just don't remember being this bad this last year. And I had to go get my car washed. You have a black car. Yeah. And so it was so bad. And then uh, I think it was Tuesday, I tried to go get the car washed. And the car wash line was like 30 minutes long. Yeah. And I thought, like, we had too many car washes. No, that's not the case. Yeah, people are kind of freaking out, too. They're, like, shaming other people for going to the car wash to wash their cars. Yeah. That's... Because of the water or something. The water. Well, the water gets recycled. That's, I know. <laughs> so, it's like they don't know. It doesn't just disappear into the ether. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about that yesterday myself. I'm like, oh, the water, water conservation. Uh, either way, uh, you're just going to be fine, uh, you know, doing yeah. your uh, your duty and washing your car. Um, so, okay, yeah. You wash it's your car. Interesting uh, phenomenon out there. For sure, weather-wise. And uh, Tiger Woods in uh, golf. He is uh, at the Masters again. One under, 71. Four shots behind uh, leader Sung Jae M of South Korea. So he made his return to the PGA competition after uh, mangling up his leg. Uh, when asked if he considered a victory just to have been able to play in the tournament so far, Woods said yes, stating, if you had seen my leg, well, let us look at pictures, man. Uh, looked at where it is now to get from there to here. Uh, it was no easy task. So I believe that. And a lot of people have, you know, their feelings about Tiger Woods. But uh, either way, he is uh, he is golf. And uh, that's a big deal. So we'll see if he can make the cut for the weekend here today. Yeah, it's got to build it back. Build yeah. back his whole career. It's, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy thing uh, for him. And then uh, this is one of those unfortunate things that just happens, but Betty White's personal item is going to be auctioned off in September. Uh, Julian's auction in Beverly Hills put the Golden Girls awards, painting scripts, jewelry, and red carpet outfits on display. Uh, Martin Nolan, the executive director of uh, Julian's auctions, told the New York Post that all these items came from her home in Brentwood or her residence in Carmel, North Car- uh, California, where she lived with her husband, Al Mudden. Uh, he added that the most popular a personal item is a 14-karat gold watch that was gifted to Betty on December 25, 1940, with the initials TCW, which, of course, is Tess White, Betty's mom. So, um, you know, it's one of the things you can't keep all that stuff. You just got to let it let it go. And so if you're, you can, you should make some money off of it, I guess. Well, hopefully he, you know, donates some money to charity or something like that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that she uh, was big into animal charities so. yeah she's got i think a couple foundations so yeah uh there you go if you're interested in some betty white stuff yeah boom. stuff is stuff i mean you know <laughs> you don't take it with you you can't you can't take it with you you're right about that um and it's hard though for us as humans to let go of stuff like that so uh there you go there's your important stuff we've got bearded badass coming in for a little bit but we're gonna get to know wendy a little bit more next uh talk about uh how she got started in the uh the world of barbary and uh, all those awesome things so that's coming up here as well we'll get your first look at traffic right now asking alexandria never gonna learn here on the morning after with the big j and wendy hanging in here this morning awesome of you coming in and hanging out thanks thanks for having me appreciate it so let's introduce you a little bit to the treasure valley you have been uh you've owned a business here in the treasure valley for about 10 years now no i well no, I would say more like seven. Seven? Okay, mm-hmm. seven. We'll get into the Beardsmith here later, but uh, how did you end up becoming um, in, in the world of hairstyling and being a barber? How did that happen? 
Well, I used to have a business um, selling cupcakes, making and selling organic cupcakes. Oh, look, look at you. And I was like a, a bartender too. Um, so I, con- I, you know, mixed the two. So I would do like a infusion a, of- A boozy cupcake. Yeah, boozy nice. cupcakes. And, um, you know, that didn't quite work out just because it was so expensive. I couldn't make any money and I was on my own. I was a single mom and needed to find my passion. And uh, I just had this overwhelming desire to find, like, what is my passion? What do I want to do in life? And so I started noticing about nine years ago, guys were wearing their beards, like, just letting it go. And (laughs) so my girlfriends and I were in a bar, and we, like, I walked up to a guy, and I went to go touch his beard, and he goes, oh, (laughs) I know you want to touch it, but, you know you need to ask first, right? And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and so that's, it's like one of our taglines is I know, you know, you want to touch it. So, right. um, so that's where that came from. And I thought, whoa, this is like a thing. And then uh, I just started doing research and uh, went and I thought, well, could I make money doing this? You know, so I went to the local barber school talked to the dean and he told me you know pretty much i could make you know around thirty-five thousand a year i could pay my bills so i thought I'm, I'm gonna do this and so i did um i didn't do it until though i met jeff uh summers i met him we were working at delta dental at the time i was a um, receptionist and he was a software developer and um we got involved the way we met was through coffee and uh the coffee there was terrible (laughs) and uh so we met through coffee and then i started telling him about my want possibilities of being a barber and he just was like oh you should do it i'll grow my beard you can trim it for me you know (laughs) and that's kind of how it all happened um then you know my mom was a, a beautician but her dad was a barber and then her grandfather was also a barber her uncle was a barber so it's in the family yeah so it like runs in our family it probably goes a little deeper than that even uh so i just took a huge chance and um you know just decided to go to school and guess what they don't they didn't teach anything about beards in school Right. And so... They are uh, now, I bet, They are now. Yeah, absolutely. They are now. Uh, But... um, So I developed my own techniques, and and, uh, Jeff helped me with that. And uh, so I teach those techniques to the barbers in in our business, and then they kind of, in turn, you know, help people and and do the same techniques that I do and then it creates a consistency in the business and yeah that's that consistency creates you know I'll, t- I'll tell you because before I started success. going to the beardsmith in particular like barber shops at the time to me I had bad experiences as a kid like going to the barber with my dad like that was a butcher that man was a butcher yeah and he butchered me as a kid and so i was wasn't into that and uh it was great to be able to finally find you and then we'll talk more about the origin of the beardsmith here in just a little bit but another really cool thing about you you're such a spiritual person and uh, i've been inspired by you and, and you've recently been traveling a lot out of the country and you know you had taken a trip to guatemala yeah and we had talked about that and i was like man that's really cool that she's you know so willing to do that and then the wife had been wanting me to go 
travel with her internationally as well. And so finally we did it and we went to C Central America, went to Belize, and it was an amazing experience that I might not have uh, been 100% on board with if it hadn't been for uh, the inspiration I got from you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I love traveling. I went to Peru. One of my clients actually goes to Peru a lot and uh, not a lot, but he's been a, a few times and has these amazing stories. And so I told him, next time you go, let me know. And I saved my money, I saved my, all my tip money, and I went to Peru, and that was, I caught the bug after that. And so, yeah, I go to retreats, and it's just great. I love it. It's a really cool thing. Uh, all right, well, we've got a very special uh, Bearded Badass. This yeah. is a segment that we created because of the Beardsmith. <laughs> and so we've been doing it usually on Mondays, but a special one today. I'm excited to unveil that, but that's coming up next. And then we'll have uh, a chance for you to win some money here in about an hour. So you want to stick around for that. Uh, it's the morning after with special guest Wendy Rose here on The X. Grow a beard. Presented by the Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, the uh, the Bearded Badass segment here is brought to you by the Beardsmith, and uh, you should check out the website Beardsmith thebeardsmith.com. And uh, you can make your appointments there through there. You can check out all the great uh, product. Uh, you have beard grease, right? Yeah. When, yeah. So we got the Beardsmith here with us. That's the fun part. Uh, two locations, Garden City and in Caldwell, obviously. You can make your appointments there. And uh, keep an eye out on the social medias because they do have walk-ins available from time to time. Oh, yeah. All right. So this is our, this is our 36th episode by the wow. way, of the Bearded Badass. And today's Bearded Badass, in my eye, holds up a pretty special place in the pantheon of Bearded Badasses. Yes, it's true. He has a pretty good scraggly beard himself, but it's his rendering the logo for the Beardsmith that caught Woo! everyone's eye on uh, uh, on Beardum. I'm talking, of course, the, about the Treasure Valley's own Boise OG, Kelly Knopp. Yes! Kelly grew up right here in Boise and put his talent for drawing to good use in high school in fact, he worked his way out of math class failing grade by drawing a sweet picture of Pete Rose. For his, it was his math teacher's favorite baseball player to get a passing grade. Uh, I was shocked when he told me that. He created and illustrated three Idaho history books with the help of Amber uh, Burrell. And he is currently the creative director of 116 and West, a creative and advertising agency here in downtown Boise, of course. He and his sister created the Boise OG line of apparel and stickers, which highlights some of the really cool old school Boise locations and urban myths and legends here. Uh, you can find that if you look uh, Boise OG, you'll find uh, his uh, stuff on fa uh, uh, Facebook and social media. What makes him truly badass, though, is that at age 19, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and he beat it with the help of his family and great people at St. Luke's Misty Pediatric Center here in Boise. So I, I bet you no didn't even idea. know that. Yeah, I uh, I had him uh, message him and let him know oh. I'd be doing this. So rumor has it his daughter uh, Hadley told him that if he ever shaves his beard off, she would leave him. So wow. yeah, that beard isn't going anywhere. Kelly Knopp, truly a bearded badass. Wow, he is. You know, <sighs> Kelly Kelly used to own be an owner of uh, Crooked Fence Brewing, and yeah. he he developed all the cans. You know, he did all the artwork on the cans, and that's how I found him. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, I just don't know if it'd be the same without without his artwork. Oh, definitely. And not. I was I was enamored with it. I'm like, this is awesome. So uh, we have uh, had a great relationship thanks to you. Uh, you know, with with Kelly, and you know, we've had him in a couple times to talk about the Boise OG and everything. So I thought it'd be really fun to have him oh, be man. the bearded badass today. Oh, so boom, he's so great. There you go. All right, coming up, we have uh, some more important stuff. We'll talk more about uh, the origin story for the Beardsmith. Also, we'll get your chance to win some money. X Rock Double Dare coming up here at seven thirty. We'll get you another look at your traffic uh, right now, though. <laughs> 
news, important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, this should be interesting as we have a business owner here amongst us. Uh, Getting bad reviews online is generally considered to not be a good thing for business, but a new study finds that this is not always the case. University of British Columbia researchers found that negative comments have little effect in cases where brand relationships are strong and consumers personally identify with the brand's products. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in some cases, the scientists found negative reviews can actually have positive effects for brands, which is crazy to me. They found that social, uh, the social proximity, the demographic or geographic location of a negative reviewer plays a role in how consumers respond to a negative review. I don't know what that means, but uh, in the case of three different products, researchers found participants who read a negative review by a socially distant reviewer actually showed higher interest in purchasing the product. Study leader D- Dr. Lisa Kavanaugh explains when consumers personally identify with a the brand, they see facets of themselves in that brand, and when a reviewer leaves a disparaging comment about an identi- identity-relevant brand, consumers feel compelled to, to protect that brand by extension of themselves by scrutinizing the source of the negative review. Oh my god. And uh, I mean, we were just talking about this, so you don't obviously have to deal with this all the time. Oh, all the time, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it happens every once in a while. You know, you can't satisfy everyone. I won't talk about the case specifically, but there yeah. was one where I saw that had happened with the Beardsmith, yeah. and I was enraged by what this person said, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what this is saying. is like, that only makes me want to help support your business even more when somebody has that kind of, like, obviously they were having a bad day or something, and they want to blame it on, on somebody else, and it's just kind of weird, but it's tough for small businesses out there because we, we go to these reviews, and we don't know who these people are, and you made just a great point. It's like, what can we review the reviewer right yeah um you know we had a situation that actually helped us you know we got a bad review it was early on when we first started and someone went home and and they thought their beard didn't look as good as we thought and so we thought well how can how can we take this review and turn it into like a positive thing what can we do to make our service better and so we actually, I, I'm grateful for, for well, that but, you sometimes. Know, there's a, a big difference in like, uh, you know, being having, um, you know, customer feedback on a situation right. uh, versus uh, somebody um, just wanting to tear into a business. And, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you can tell right away by the kind of language that they're using oh. and, and that sort of thing, what their intent is. Sometimes they'll, they'll go to like every single social media channel and, yeah. and leave a review after review after review and that you know people can see that stuff they yeah. they're not dumb they're i've done that before as a consumer though <laughs> and when you've been wrong when they're just like this does not make any sense then you you want to be felt like you've been hurt so i yeah. get that to a certain extent but um when it comes to a, a smaller like that's a corporate entity to me that's when i have a real problem the corporate entity isn't paying attention to me as a consumer yeah. but as a local business person with you know who can really be hurt by this sort of thing is something you should consider when you're leaving a review and try to be um you know critical but also constructive yeah right? yeah i mean it's it's better to just like call and talk to someone yeah. you know rather than throw it out there on the airwaves i mean you never know you can probably fix the situation if you just talk to someone and I get that sometimes where someone will call me or they'll come in and they'll just say hey this happened can you you know whatever so we uh you know a lot of people (laughs) wouldn't think hey you know uh, you work at the x rocks I'm a customer service agent 
like all the time because we have people yeah. who win stuff and then they can't <laughs> make it or or you know our, our show gets canceled things like that and, and a lot of people will have complaints or whether it's the music we play or don't play and you have to be able to handle the criticism that they might have and take that constructively but also do your do your best to help them and be like hey we want to keep you with somebody who listens to station because we're awesome and we want to help you be awesome so yeah i mean it's it's important to have your voice be heard but geez yeah sometimes but that but the study proven by what you just said so you can take some positive stuff from that uh john cena you familiar with him you, you watch i don't see you watching a lot of mainstream media mm, yeah no <laughs> you didn't watch uh, you know what i'm really bad with um with names yeah. but if i see faces so he's I'm a, like, he's oh, a wrestler he was in uh, okay, okay. blockers and a lot of uh, he's uh, most recently peacemaker okay and hbo max's peacemaker deadline is reporting that amazon studios just purchased purchased the officer exchange an action comedy project starring john cena as a cop who teams up with an indian police officer to take down a diamond smuggling ring in india so that will be hilarious i'm oh, sure cool because right now he's popping uh, is he he's popping <laughs> i gotta uh, check into this he's very very popular so all right there you go there's your important stuff we have our first chance to win money here this morning with x rock double dare so people call in try to win money and have to answer questions uh we'll do that here in just a few and then we'll also talk about the origin story of uh, uh what i would like to call one of the best uh I guess facial reconstruction projects, <laughs> the Beardsmith here in just a little bit. Let's get another look at your traffic. Double Dare on 100.3 VX rocks. All right, we got our caller X here on the phone. Uh, his name is JJ. How you doing here this morning, brother? Oh, I should probably hit the button. Jay, how you, how you doing this morning, man? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You ready to play X-Rock Double Dare? Yes. All right. I think you know how this works. So uh, today's uh, category is exercise fads we used to love. And uh, as always, it's always tough being the first person when you just find out uh, what the the category is. But uh, is that something you think you're going to be comfortable with? Uh, possibly. I know you're a very fit person. You like to go hiking and those sort of things. So maybe you'll get this. I don't know. Here's your $50 question, Jay. Uh, Sweating to the old... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. Uh, Here we go. $50. Suzanne Summers spent the 80s and 90s hawking this trendy exercise helper that you just placed between your legs and squeezed. (laughs) Thigh master. The thigh master. Oh, remember that? No, oh, so good. Still people using it today. All right, so that was easy, man. What do you think? Hundred bucks gets a little harder. Let's try it. All right, hundred bucks. Actor Billy Blanks invented this fitness fad that blew up in the nineties. It was a combo of taekwondo and boxing. What was it called? Taibo. Taibo is right. You're on it, man. All right, two hundred bucks. You want to? You want to lay it out there? Or what? I think I want to just stick with the hundred. You're just gonna stick with the hundred? Okay. Yeah. I mean that's your prerogative, man. A hundred bucks in your pocket. So, uh, here's here's a. Uh, would you like to hear the two hundred dollar question? Yeah, let's try it. All right. Uh, this cross country skier machine quickly became the fitness machine to have back in the late '80s and early '90s. Cross track. No, that's a that's a Subaru vehicle. Uh, <laughs> Nordic track. You're really close. See, you made Nordic it. Track. You made a good decision, Jay. 
good decision. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Hold on. We'll get you your information and get you your 100 bucks. So uh, there it goes. I started to read Jason uh, Drew's question. So I was like, oh, no. I'm screwing this up. Uh, all right. We'll get Jay's information. You'll have another chance to play X-Rock Double Dare with uh, uh, Jason Drew at 1230 and Adam at 530. And coming back, we're going to talk of the origin story of the Boise Beardsmith here in just a few. Stick around. It's the morning after with Big Jay and Wendy. <laughs> Some stone ag- stone sour action here for you this morning. That's through the glass. It is the morning after with Big J and Wendy. Nick still out. Uh, special guest number two. It's been awesome so far. Been having a lot of fun here, and we have fun off the uh, off the mic too, just talking about stories and things like that. But you know, really wanted to uh, highlight again to people about the, the beardsmith and uh, how that came to be because you know uh, several years ago, I, I'm not sure how it got to my. T- I think probably because I was friends with your business partner, and at the mm-hmm. time uh, your um, your, your boyfriend and that was Jeff yeah and, and so I had just recently met Jeff but I was friends with Jeff's brother Todd who's who's really close with us him and his uh, boys uh, they worked at the Nabisco uh, they're probably listening right now and, and now he owns his own food truck a rock and barbecue uh, food truck which is, is fantastic but uh, they were brothers from Salmon Idaho yeah and uh, that's how I got introduced to the Beardsmith and then we did a thing where I chopped off my beard for a bet that I had for fantasy football wise and that's how I met you yeah but how did the beardsmith come to be oh gosh that's i know a loaded question we got like (laughs) you can do it in five minutes i know you can um so you know i beards you know i I was just all about it and uh i jeff was was a huge part of of that and once once we i started working as a barber i noticed like I, when I named myself the Beardsmith, people just flocked. And there was just, I had so many customers that I, and clients that I couldn't keep up. And I needed someone to like answer phones and do the scheduling and things like that. So the person where I worked as a barber in this place called Ink Kitty's Lounge, uh, she could not keep up. She would would not hire anyone to help me. <laughs> oh man! So it was kind of like I had to realize in that moment that my five year plan was going to be a four month plan. So I was wow. a f- barber for four months, and then I had to get my own place. And I still have clients today that used to come and see me. You know, they they would come and see me at Ink Kitty's Lounge, and then they've come. They still come and see me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started the Beardsmith on Overland, and I hired Ryan, who uh, was in barber school with me, and we just killed it. My daughter uh, Whitney, and then my um, my sister Amy, Amy Rose. Yeah. she's kind of a big deal in the community as well. Um, she sings at Chandler's, but she decided I, I talked her into coming and just helping me, and so all of us together formed the Beardsmith. Uh, just started making the products with our clients and um, they helped us like name the products they helped us you know with the sense everything was kind of it was just a collaboration of people who were super passionate about beards yeah so um, after about a year I went to Rotterdam in the the Netherlands and I took a master barber course by these guys named um, the Scorum. The Scorum. Scorum. That sounds like a like a Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe like uh, villain. Yeah, the yeah. Scorum. Okay, Scorum, I like it. It means um, a hole. 
I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> That's a weird thing to I call know. yourself. But. <laughs> so um, these guys, or it means bastard, kind of, okay. in their language. Yeah. And so uh, these guys, um, they started making products for hair. And so I got really involved with them. I went and took this master master course and then I became a scum ambassador. Oh. So the scumbag barbers of Rotterdam are what they are called. And so I became a scumbag barber basically like that would go <laughs> and teach other barbers how to cut their hairstyles. Yeah. And um, I remember when you started doing that. Yeah, so I did that for 3 years for Ruzel their product and um, it really inspired me to learn kind of their way of doing things so that I could incorporate that into my own business. And um, so, you know, our product is just taken off. And I, I think, too, yeah, the, the product and, and, you know, Jeff's influence and his beard, obviously, yeah. I think the inspiration for the, you know, the logo yeah. when you get down to it. And it, it's so great. And, and the branding is just so spot on. You just got so, it was, and it's at the time, too, you know, the beard thing had, had hit a hipster, um, I think, uh, probably peak and it was not so much anymore about oh it's hip to have a beard but it's like it was practical to have a beard for some people and then it became mainstream where it's okay kind of like tattoos it's yeah. okay to have that now and you know you, you see people now on tv more often having a beard and that was a no-no like anchorman and things like that they'd have to have a mustache but they couldn't have a full beard and and you so you have a lot of that and so it's just the right place the right time Definitely. for for all of that and but this is the first time i experienced you know when, when i went in uh with the the um the the, the beard grease and all that, but also the whiskey stick. Oh, and yeah. it's just like for a man, you know, we don't get to get pampered, you right. know. And it's like, you know, we the masculinity says we shouldn't do go to a spa, etc. But the beardsmith was a place where we could go have healthy masculinity, where we could, you know, be appreciated for some of the masculine stuff of, of it growing a beard and whatnot, but not in a toxic, gross way. You know, it was it, that's right. to me what sets the beardsmith apart from a lot of a lot of things. It's a place where men can go and get kind of pampered, you know. And I think that whole thing is something that just resonates with a lot of people. Yeah, and you don't really have to have a beard to come to the beardsmith and i think yes. that's what a lot of people we've had to really work really hard to show like we actually do kick-ass haircuts yeah. you know um my daughter example she does not have a beard yeah that i know of yeah, and, and so she comes in and, and she comes in all the time yeah. to to you guys in the cobble now um location so yeah it's just a really really cool thing and you just hit fire and and have kept on it and get the gas to the pedal and it's just been really amazing to see i've been so proud to be a help help when I can and be a part of it and uh, later this morning uh, before we get out of here we're going to talk about the Beard Brigade and how that came to be and what we have planned um, which I kind of just told you what we had planned <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that here later this morning but uh, I appreciate uh, you know your business sense and, and the fact that you always sometimes don't always have the answers and you seek answers and, and find help from people and it's just been a really cool thing. Thank you yeah. I love working with the community and having people, involving people and being involved in the community with the veterans and everything that's helped us as well. The tribe, they've, they're the ones who kind yeah. of helped us grow the way we have. Uh, lots of people that are 
involved in the community who who work for charities and things like that so that has definitely gotten us very far super smart and super awesome uh the beardsmith uh all right uh, thebeardsmith.com by the way you can yeah check out all that too yeah. get that plug in there as well <laughs> all right uh we'll talk more about that we got pop culture smackdown coming up a chance for you to win all the remains tickets that show is happening tonight at the ninny factory that's going to be awesome uh we'll also have uh, jen coming in and uh, ed hill he's a comedian at lounge at the end of the universe's weekend all of that is happening uh still to come to get another check of your traffic important stuff hey, what's going on in the news today on the morning after with nick and big J. yeah and uh this isn't great news but uh half of americans aren't taking great care of their health and well-being new research shows right i can't believe it <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a tough thing out there. The survey of 2,000 respondents said uh, that they found 53% consider their lifestyle healthy, and the same number don't feel capable of improving their health. The poll split respondents uh, up by their current household income, with results showing those with a lower income are more likely to agree with this sentiment of those with an income between thirty to 60000 About two-thirds don't feel capable of improving their health compared to only about half of respondents with an income between sixty and 100000 So regardless of the income, when asked what's holding them back from living a healthier lifestyle, a lack of understanding topped the list. And 39% of people don't understand uh, the best actions to take in order to be healthy. I mean, we get blasted with all kinds of ads all the time about being healthy. Yeah. I don't understand. And there's so many differing opinions on what is healthy. Right. And, and I think t- part of the problem, too, is that uh, we get hit with all these research studies that, hey, listen, uh, you know, don't drink too much coffee. Right. Drink this amount of coffee. Mm-hmm. Don't drink uh, alcohol, this amount of alcohol. And it's all con- uh, contradicting one another sometimes, and we don't know which is right to, well, to I, do. I think it's important to go within and and look at the, how you value yourself and then – you can you can create a healthy lifestyle for yourself. Yeah, and I think a big thing now too is you, first before we start to get physically healthy, mm-hmm. you have to be mentally healthy. You oh, yeah. at least have to address it. And I don't think enough people are doing that. I think more people now are doing that after what we've been through the last two years. They mm-hmm. realized, hey, uh, it uncovered a lot of those mental uh, health issues because we were stuck and couldn't go out and you know do the things we do to cope. Um, but but you know now that those things have been revealed, some people I think are getting some real help. Hopefully, more than less. That's why I'm doing group meditation. Yeah, group meditation, <laughs> and you're doing stuff with, with cacao powder. Yeah, no, not cacao powder. No, what is it? It's it's cacao from uh, Guatemala. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's like it's holy wow cacao, and it's... you're a holistic person. Let's put it that way. Right? I am. Would now, that be accurate? Yes. 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 Uh, it's inspirational though, and uh, you know you keep doing you. That's what. That's the important thing. Yeah, takes and, a lot of looking within. And, yeah. Yep. Don't let people criticize the way you the way you, that you do things because I don't. that's uh, <laughs> it's an important thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't let them. Amen to that. Uh, <laughs> sports. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, I haven't seen the line, the gambling line on Tiger Woods, but uh, he's uh, was one under yesterday and seventy one uh, was his score, and so uh, he's fourth uh, shot four shots behind the leader, uh, Sung J M of South Korea, and uh, we'll see. He he says uh, he he thinks that you know it's just a victory of him playing. I think we could all agree. He says, "quote If you would have seen my uh, how my leg looked uh, at." into where it's now to get from there to here it was not an easy track so uh, he almost lost his leg they almost amputated it and so he's put in a lot of hard work 
My but. son-in-law had a really bad accident like this and almost got his leg amputated, and he's a medical miracle. Oh, He's nice. going to be in the well, books. Well, I'm glad he's okay then. He's doing okay, great. Good. But yeah, good good for him. All right. Uh, we've got Pop Culture Smackdown coming out. I'm so excited. I'm researching <laughs> Barbary. I don't know if that's what it's called, but uh, my research might not be that great. Either way, a chance for people to win all the remains tickets. And then we have our friends from the lounge at the end of the universe coming in. Jen and uh, Ed Hill is a comedian. He's going to be here this weekend, so he'll be coming in here to, to talk to us about what he's got going on. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, how about another look at your traffic? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, our friends and all that remains are going to be here tonight at the Knitting Factory, uh, along with Tala, a whole bunch of other bands. It's going to be an amazing show. We'll get you hooked up with tickets to that if you can beat Wendy, the beardsmith, in uh, a, a, a bearded version of Pop Culture Smackdown. And so uh, I'm excited about this. I've done some deep research, Wendy. Oh, boy. No, not really. <laughs> uh, let's find us a contestant. Hello, the X. Oh, that's too bad. Hello, the X. Hello. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? David. Young David. Are you ready to take on Wendy Pop Culture Smackdown? Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> Here's your first question, okay, David? Which iconic rapper starred in the movie Barbershop? Iconic rapper. Actor, obviously. Ice Cube? Ice Cube. Yes. I I had to lead you into that, but yes. All right, uh, Wendy, this is for you. The word barber actually comes from what? What does it mean? What does the word barber actually mean? It's Latin. Uh, Well, tonsorial artist, but barber... Uh, or, or, or it's actually a bar ba, bar ba, which oh. is the key. Of the, I've already screwed this up, haven't I? <laughs> Does it have to do with the pole, the barber pole? No, it's, no. It's it means here that actually comes from the Latin word barba, which means beard. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, yeah, you you lose well, right away. Thank you for saying shoot for a second. Yeah, I, I know. I had to uh, clean up my language. David, you win by default. So uh, hold on here. But uh, how about this? The red in the barber pole represents what? Um, blood. Blood. Yeah, bloodletting. That was a huge mm-hmm. thing. Like barbers used to be surgeons. Yes, barber right? surgeons. Yep. And they can perform minor surgical procedures uh, such as bloodletting or teeth pulling. Ooh. Yeah, they were dentists. They were all those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And bloodletting. And when people would get sick, they would go to the barber. They put them in the chair. Lay him down and then bloodlet. Yeah, see, my dad would take me to a barber and they would bloodlet my ears. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah pra- I mean, just really bad. With that's why I'm like, hey, be careful around there, <laughs> because I still have very sensitive around where my ear meets my uh, my head, because dude practically shaved my ears off. Oh my god. That's why I was like, this is the worst experience. I hated barbers for so long because of that dude in Miles City, Montana, uh, worst barber ever. Yeah, that's terrible. All right, I'm over. David, are you still there? Yep, still here. <laughs> Hold on, brother. We'll get you tickets to all the remains. Uh, I know he'll appreciate those. All right, excited. Uh, Robert from Things and Company, uh, along with Lounge at the End of the Universe, is coming in. Not Jen, uh, with Ed Hill. He's the comedian, though. He's going to be here uh, as well. So we'll talk to them next here on The Morning After with Big J and Wendy. 
Yeah, there we go. It is Corn Freaking Unleash here on the morning after. It's 100.3 The X Rocks. And don't forget that show goes on sale uh, at 10 a.m. here. Uh, they're coming to town in September. Uh, joined in studio here uh, by, of course, a uh, special guest host Wendy today. And then uh, some folks from Lounge at the End of the Universe, Robert from Things and Company, uh, joining us today. Hello. Good morning, Boise. Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to be Jen today. <laughs> I'm energy. Yeah. I am everything entertainment. That was my improv thing, is you be energetic. Yep, that's that's. I'm doing my best. This is my energy voice. (laughs) It's been a couple weeks since we've seen you. What's been going on with Things and Company? Oh my goodness, the Octopus Challenge has been so time-consuming that we are down to the finale tonight. We started with ten. We're down to two. We're putting them through their improv hoops tonight. There's a whole bunch of stuff, and it's so secret I can't talk about most of it because we don't want them to see it coming. Oh man, see, so you can see people being mentally tortured. Yes, right. exactly. Well, I mean, tonight is a blend of several different shows, because usually we have them separated out into different sets. Yeah. So we have Octopus Challenge and Dee's Notes, which is our musical improv group, and Big Tin Foil Ball. And um, the competitors don't know it, but they'll have to do all of that. So they've never had any training in musical improv, and they will have to... I hope they're not listening. Aww. No offense. Uh, but... <laughs> They will have to sing some improvised music, and they don't know they have to do it. So Boy. the look on their face will be priceless. How hard do you dig on that uh, for music for oh. them to, to, to have to sing? Like, is it just a, how mean do you want to be? Or Well, I mean, uh, last week we made them do a herald, and they'd never heard of a herald before. <laughs> so we taught it to them as they played it. So there's techniques that go into musical improv, and we have uh, Chris Collin and his backing on guitar, and so there's full-fledged music accompaniment, and so they'll have to make up a song. Wow. Uh, they don't know they're going to have to do it either. That's uh, quite the challenge. Yeah, it's it's uh, very challenging, especially if you've never trained in it. And I'm going to guess it's hilarious to watch happen. <laughs> is it just pushing people outside of their comfort zone that is the kind of the thing that you're trying to accomplish? That's the beginning of it. Because okay. one of the core skills to improv is how much risk you're willing to take. But it's also trust. It's also acceptance. It's working on the people around you. It's your commitment to the material. Uh, Ed and I were talking that, that an audience can tell when you're trying. Uh, so they want to know that you're taking care of them and that they, mm-hmm. they can relax and enjoy what you're doing. So it's confidence and commitment. And if you don't have that, an audience can smell fear. Oh, yeah. And they'll eat you alive. Mm. So that's part of it. <laughs> Even though these are beginning improvisers, one of them has never done any theater before she started doing this competition uh, eight weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. I would be a total wreck. Yeah, it's you know, a- you'd, be, you'd be great. You'd be great. <laughs> Just from the conversation, you should come out for the next one. We're going to do it again in July. So you can you can check all of that out uh, tonight and this weekend, Things and Company. What time are you starting things off? Uh, tonight starts at 8. Okay. And then, of course, the reason the lounge at the end of the universe is so cool is you have so many different things to choose from. And then on the other side of that, we've got Ed Hill, comedian from, uh, let's see, Vancouver, right? British Columbia, Vancouver? That's correct. And uh, you're coming in. You've got a couple shows uh, tonight and tomorrow night. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about you. I love reading, like, the bios for comedians because uh, it's, like, the greatest thing that's about to ever happen. 
Yeah, it's and, uh, and you it's feel all advertisement. There's nothing personal about it. But no, you seriously, uh, you've been getting a lot of attention uh, for some of you. You just did a comedy special not that long ago, right? I did, yeah, in 2021. And that's a big deal, man, doing comedy specials. Yeah, and I did it at the worst time possible in human history, did mm. right in the peak of the pandemic. So <laughs> you pulled that off. That's a victory. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was two weeks um, right into lockdown. And, uh, I, and you know, this is part of the optimism of being an entertainer is we thought, oh, hey, it's just this is just going to be like a two-week thing. We just we film it a few months down the road, and a few months came, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, but, you know, starting to get back to a little bit normal and, you know, at least being able to get out there and go tour again like, like yeah. tonight. It's going to be out. I mean, you know, the border – actually, the border just opened uh, between Canada and the United States. Um, so it's going to be back here. Last time I was here was two and a half years ago, so – yeah, it was tough for a lot of people to just you know try to get back and forth. It was almost impossible. So, um, you you doing the circuit? Did during that time when did you refocus any of your comedy? You just keep doing stuff on the internet and the Zoom stuff and all of that, or uh, did you kind of maybe retool a little bit? In the beginning, I tried the Zoom thing, and uh, to be honest with you, it was the worst thing I ever done um, in comedy. So. And I'm not saying the shows are not good. The audience is great when you're on the show. When you're on the Zoom, it's the minute you hit the end of the meeting, and now you're left with your thoughts in your room. <laughs> that is probably the worst, you know, 15 seconds you can have. Because usually after a show live, you're talking to people, yeah, you're meeting yeah. people, you're, you know, people are sharing their experiences with you. People will come and say, hey, I had, you know, when you talked about that, that I also had experience with people with dis- where people disagree with you. When you're just by yourself, you're just like, I don't really like me. Like, I, I want somebody else here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great perspective, though, because you don't think about those sort of things. And, you know, after the show, you have that different uh, kind of, uh, you know, I guess, socialization. Like that's that's important. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you have a podcast, Son of Smiley. I do, uh, yeah. which, uh, which you work very hard at. I mean, these, this day and age, I mean, if you're a comedian, you don't have a podcast. Who are you, really? Uh, but, you know, I find it interesting because, you know, your father is a huge part of, your, of, of what you do. He right? is. I mean, he did give me life, so I got to give him that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, he uh, he taught me. I mean, you know, when I was younger, obviously everything he said to me, I was like, "This is just old man gibberish." Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I'm turning into him. I'm starting to realize these things he taught me. I'm like, "Oh, that's what you meant. No, that's what you mean by you know." The internet is not a nice place because the minute you log off Zoom, you're like, "Oh, this place sucks." <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's you know that the podcast is really about um, you know the I, I really did it in the beginning as an audio diary for myself. So that's why the episodes are so short. I don't do half an hour, an hour episodes or ten minute, twelve minutes. Yeah, it's really just for me to capture some of the moments I had with my family, which I realized I was starting to forget because I'll go to family meetings. My brother would bring something up. I'm like, "Who's that?" He's like, "That was you." What are you talking about? Like, you were there. You're the guy who started this whole thing. And I was like, oh, man, I'm starting to forget these moments in my life with my family. And I really want to, you know, make sure that I keep them and be able to share with, you know, my kids in the future. So I just started recording them and cabin them and became a thing where people kind of like to listen to. Now, that was kind of interesting, like an introspection into a little behind the scenes is what life is like. Um, and also, you know, I, I'm really starting to talk about the things I learned and stuff like that. So it's kind of nice as a way to just, you know 
explore yourself in some ways. Yeah, I think it's really cool too because uh, you have that chance um, where I'm 45 now and so yeah, I'm feeling the same way where I forget a lot of the things that that happen in and just in life so many things especially when you you know work in a business I mean you're a comedian, you're all over the place, you have a lot of experiences and um, you know putting together that down on, on on that kind of diary form is a really cool thing and it's cool that your family came along with you for that ride because some people might not be so into doing that. Yeah. I can't say my family likes the podcast. <laughs> I get feedback like, that's not true. That didn't happen that way. You, you portrayed a very negative aspect of our lives. <laughs> You're revealing all the family secrets. Stop it, Ed. I'm like, it's still a subjective podcast. Dad, come on. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Tonight and tomorrow night at Lounge at the End of the Universe, uh, loungeboise.com is where you can get your tickets. Uh, Ed Hill with uh, Tyson uh, Gusman. And then, of course, uh, you've got Things and Company Improv uh, as well uh, happening this weekend. So a couple shows there. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping in. Thank you so much. And, you know, you have a good time here in the Treasure Valley. First time at Boise? Oh, it's my fourth, fifth time? 400th, okay. But it feels like the first uh, time. I did my research. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ed, thank you, man, for coming and hanging out. You guys have a great time. Uh, and we're going to check in here your uh, traffic. Hailstorm, the steeple here on 100.3 The X Rocks. The morning after with Big J and Wendy. This uh, has been a fun day so far. And uh, this is a really fun thing because, uh, you know, last year I had a chance to kick off something where I had uh, had this idea. So I called you up and I'm like, hey, I got this idea. Uh, I want to do something called Big J's Beard Brigade and get a bunch of people to donate money for the Alzheimer's Association. And uh, and then we'll chop off my beard, which you hate to do. <laughs> I know, right? But, but uh, I hate to do it because I... I'm scared that my beard's not going to come back every time. I'm like, <laughs> you can grow a beard like, yeah, you know, so fast. It is. It does come back quite yeah. quickly. Now the problem now is that it's starting to come back grayer and grayer. Right. I mean, you can see I've got some old man. You got some stripes. Yeah. Um, and so this year we're going to be doing that again. Uh, everybody was so awesome last year about it. Uh, decided that we needed to try this out and do it again. So I think the date is May 24th. Awesome. So yep. that's Friday coming up here in May, and um, I, I've got some pretty cool plans. So you know, last year you were so great about having some great stuff to donate for raffle items you know a beard smithing which is really cool thing that if you haven't done it if you have a beard you should consider doing it the whole signature beard smithing because yeah. it feels the ultimate great. beard smithing. the ultimate beard smithing thank yes. you um and then the, a couple beard boxes of the grease and everything and yeah. you know we'll give people a chance to win that again yeah. But I, I went out and I got an Xbox Series X thanks to our friends at Team Mazda and the wow. Premium Superstore. So they're going to help out and we're going to give away an Xbox Series X as well as some of the cool stuff from the Beardsmith. I thought, hey, I need to bring something to the table here. Yeah. Wow. It's exciting. Yeah. So we'll have details and things like that on how you can uh, help donate and get yourself a raffle ticket to uh, win Big J's uh, Xbox, uh, which is something else I don't want to give up. I don't want to <laughs> give up my beard and I don't want to give up my, uh, my Xbox. So. So you'll see all about that uh, in the in the coming uh, a month on that. But uh, I so appreciate you and everybody at the Beardsmith, all the your barbers, yeah. and, um, and and Amy and everybody else who who helped out last year by telling people and, and explaining what was going on. Uh, it made such a huge impact, not only just in raising the money, but raising awareness about the Alzheimer's Association, the great things that they can do for people who are either uh, living with dementia and Alzheimer's right now, or uh, if they have somebody they care about who is it's just a really important thing for me i love it I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing this for the community so 
Yeah, and it's like one of those things where listen, this, I, I have no problem asking people for their money and and things like that because you know one day we're gonna find uh, this first survivor and and you know if we've seen anything during the pandemic, uh, when you have a blank check, you can get things done. You can find information. You can do research about whether it's the vaccines or anything else. Uh, there's work to be done. It just takes money, unfortunately, and that's where the way the world revolves around. And so if that's what it takes to to be able to get it done, then I have no problem being a part of that yeah so. i believe money is energy it's like an energy exchange so you know uh if i can help put my energy into something to create that money to go towards that it just will help you know people eventually it's going yeah. to help people in the long run so uh big j and the uh, boy uh, the beardsmith continues on here with the uh, big j's beard brigade so you'll be seeing more information and again everybody who did it last year i appreciate it you got to do it again definitely i'm take, so excited take I, it, two uh shaving off your beard is it's it's definitely a, a task yeah i have to do it in small portions well wait why is that I because it's hard. It's hard to let go of that that <laughs> beard. Like, no, I'm the beardsmith. I'm not supposed. I'm supposed to be curating this, yeah. not chopping it off. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so we got uh, bad impressions coming up. Uh, so uh, we'll pick out a celebrity here. I'll do a bad impression to them. We'll give away some tickets <laughs> to all their remains. Uh, I want to remind you too about Half Price Friday. Uh, that is happening right now, and uh, that is at xrock.com. Fifty dollars to the Barrel House Pub and Grill for just twenty-five bucks. Uh, of course, the Barrel House is in Garden City, right wow, there. I had no idea. Yeah, for great food, large portions, and welcoming, cozy atmosphere. So uh, there might be still some left. Go check it out at xrock.com, and we'll do bad impressions next here in the morning after all right yeah i know we put it together and then we saw how cool the place was remember that's why you and i uh my first mistake hey it was bound to happen what are you gonna do all right bad impressions time here uh it is brought to you by the Ido center pre-owned superstore treasure valley subaru we got a pair of tickets to all that remains that show is happening tonight here at the dating factory it is going to be awesome let's get somebody uh tickets to the show hello the x Hello? Hey. Hey, man. What's your hey, name? Dennis. Dennis, how are you today? I'm fantastic. All right. You know how uh, Bad Impressions works? Yeah. All right. Well, here, let's let it rip. Uh, first clue, we helped Big J lose 100 pounds. I know it. You know Next the answer. One. Next one. Uh, we are one of the biggest metal bands of all time. Next one. Next one. That doesn't do it. All right. We have albums like Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and The Black Album. Metallica. There you go. <laughs> the biggest metal band in the world didn't ma- make it. All right, uh, Dennis, you got tickets all the remains. You excited for the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. All right, well, you got to come and pick them up before four. I'll get your info. Uh, and the reason Metallica is in the news, uh, aside from just the fact that they're Metallica, uh, is because uh, it's a really cool thing. Mu- uh, a museum dedicated to uh, Metallica bassist Cliff Burton is going to be opening in uh, Sweden next month. Uh, the city uh, is is an hour away from the crash site where Burton died in 1986. So the museum will include pictures, albums, posters, and tickets, along with interviews and photos from the first. Uh, photographer at the crash site which seems kind of morbid and dark but 
Uh, at the same time, there are so many people who make this trek uh, that love Metallica and love Cliff Burton in particular that they go up there and, and go in, uh, yeah, macabre reasons, but also just to find, you know, some sort of semblance of peace, I guess, and stuff oh, in their life, you know? Sweden. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, very interesting thing. And, and there was really no other good celebrity news. So, <laughs> I had no choice. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, hard to believe uh, that we're through an, an entire show already, but uh, with Wendy, guest host here, number two. That went so fast yeah right yeah. now you're ready for a nap i know well we'll wrap things up next here on the morning after it's muse won't stand down here on the x rocks the morning after with big j and wendy today uh has been so much fun thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day you are a very busy person i am so honored to be here with you today so it was definitely worth waking up early for. Well, I appreciate that. And hey, we, we learned a lot about uh, the uh, the Beardsmith and also uh, just about how, you know, you got your start in being a small business owner. And uh, it's not easy. We've talked a lot more off the air, obviously. Yeah. Um, and learned more. But uh, it's uh, it's not easy to be a small business owner of this day and age. And uh, you've been uh, doing your best and, and you keep rocking it. Thank you. It's it's tough gig, but you know everybody believing in in us has gotten us where we are. Yeah, and you know it's on, on the other hand too empowering for um, for females out there. I right. mean, you're a uh, I think a, a light to a lot of that because you know you're um, a single woman who is trying to be a business person, and that's not an easy gig either. No, no, it's it's definitely hard in this in this type of uh, work that we, that I do. It's a a man kind of run. Yeah, uh, let me mansplain how to barber yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. I get yeah. that, yeah. So, um, yeah, being a woman in this industry is has definitely, you know, helped me grow uh, immensely. So, Well, this won't be the last time we hear from Wendy or the Beardsmith, I'm sure. Uh, of course, every Monday morning you can, can hear uh, Bearded Badass, uh, and uh, we'll continue doing that. So that was a lot of fun. Had yeah, uh, Kelly Knopp, that. who did the logo for the Beardsmith, was the Bearded Badass this morning. We gave away some money. We had a comedian in here. It was a busy day. Yeah. Yeah, but it went so fast. It does. It it does go by really fast. So I appreciate you so much, and you have a great rest of your day. And if you're interested in uh, checking out The Beardsmith but haven't, thebeardsmith.com, you can go there. You can make your appointments, Garden City, and they have Caldwell. And you still looking for barbers? Yeah, we're still hiring. Uh, If you're interested in just having an amazing uh, job and career, we teach we teach you how to do a lot of things. So if you're new, we can we have a program. I did you know we didn't even get a chance to talk about the labor shortage and and how difficult it is. But uh, that's all obviously also affecting uh, for you guys as yeah. well. So yeah, you know we're lucky we got a, a really great group of barbers right now that are just killing it and they're just doing amazing and it would be nice to get a couple more barbers over at the Caldwell shop <laughs> yeah all right so there you go barbers alert get it done uh appreciate you so much we've got uh, more x rock on the way rage against the machine some stained on the way and then jason drew all brought to you by beacon plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters clogged drains leaky faucets and toilets that won't flush stop freaking and call beacon beacon plumbing heating and mechanics Mechanical is your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. All right, everybody, you have fabulous weekends out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. Special guest number three is Adrienne Kavner. She's the executive director for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater mm-hmm. Idaho. So spreading the love. Yeah, nice. Yeah, all right. Jason Drew up next here on the X. <laughs> 
The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.